The presidential motorcade which just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. A New York City hospital employee has been placed on leave after a viral video that appeared to show her attempting to take a rental bike from a group of young black men garnered millions of views. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. This is just one example. I've got a couple examples on the beginning of the show to show you media malpractice in action. This is what we learned with Nick Sandman. This is what we learned with Jesse Smollett, Juicy Smollett. This is what we learned with all of these incidents that they pushed, you know, an agenda, they pushed an agenda in the background by taking a story and misrepresenting it completely. Remember Ahmed the Clock Kid? Our first show, I don't even know if that archive episode is up anymore, but our first show started on this premise. That's why the beginning of the show says dismantling the media lies and dismantling the narratives because the narrative was Ahmed the Clock Kid was just this nice Islamic kid, Muslim faith, goes to school. They say he's a terrorist. They think he's built a bomb and he gets suspended. And you see all the people get up there. You got a Barack Obama. Hey, that's a nice looking clock there, kid. You get an MIT scholarship coming your way, which MIT actually, I think, did give them a scholarship. All these people, great clock. I can't believe they sent you home because they thought you were a terrorist. And then you looked at the details of the story, and this kid had a pencil case that looked like a 24 bomb. It's like Jack Bauer was trying to cut the red wire to defuse it. He's going from class to class. It's like got this like, you know, LED uh, timer clock, countdown clock with wires all hanging out of what looked like a suitcase. And he's going from class to class and people were warning him, hey, maybe don't take that in. Leave that in your locker. Somebody might think the wrong thing. It was a media lie because they wanted to push the narrative of Islamophobia. And this is what they're doing now. So they're in this situation, they're targeting this lady this is like the lady in the park, remember, with the dog, and, and she runs into a guy who wants to pet her dog, and suddenly she's a racist. I, it, that story even had some weird background to it. So they're trying to push this race narrative. Karen, the white Karen, is going after these young black boys, and, and she's you know pulling her bike off of them or pulling the bike away. You've got these idiots online who are pushing the whole thing. I mean, you've got this one individual um, has 98,000 followers. Imposter goes by, uh, is it at D imposter underscore edits, mental health, art, humor, police accountability, BLM, right? Puts up there. This lady tried to tried her best to weaponize her tears. But when she realized it wasn't going to work, she switched it off and acted like nothing happened. This should be criminal. And then attach this video. No, no, record it, record it, record it, record it. Help me! Please help me! This is not your bike. Please help me! This is not your bike. Please help me! Help! Please get off me! Please get off me! Yo, yo, don't not take it, bro. Now you're not getting the bike, bro. Now you're not getting the bike. Help! 
Why you took his phone? What's wrong with you? Don't touch his phone. Do not touch his phone. I'm not touching you. You put in your stomach on my head. My dude, stop. No, my dude, stop. No, no, no. No, I said no. I said sit down. Please. She's just crying. You're not crying. You're not crying. I got your video. Wait, you 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 pulled it out. Hassan, you pulled it out. Hassan. You pulled it out. Uh, this is my bike. It's on my account. Yeah, Please move. All right, so why don't we set, reset the bike? I'm not resetting the bike. It's his. It's his. It's his. I'm going to pull it out on your account. You're an actor. This is my bike. crying. She's fake crying. Stop fake crying. Hey, stop touching me. I don't touch you. Hold up. Hold up. Hey, stop touching me. Stop touching me. Why don't you take this bike? I'm touching me. And so that incident gets put on social media. And then you've got the lazy journalist of NBC News sitting on their desk, playing on Twitter, sees a story blowing up, decides, you know what, let's go ahead and turn this into a news story. Now, the author is uh, Doha Madarni. Um, she has done stuff with the HuffPost. <laughs> Doha Madani is a news reporter for HuffPost. She has an MA in international reporting from the CUNY Graduate School of Journalism and has been a published uh, author in the Daily Star and the Tampa Tribune. Well, <laughs> some details, some deets left out of the story here. Because here's what the interesting part was. Um, the receipts, they always come. And this is where the narrative needs to be blown up because the story you're being given by lazy reporters who are on the side of political activism, who want to push racism, homophobia, you know, the banning of books in schools, which we're going to get to. That's another gaslighting event and media malpractice of leaving out pertinent details so you can make a different alternate reality. This is what they do. And this is why I say people that watch MSNBC, CNN, you know, uh, not so much News Nation, but NBC, CBS, they, they live in a different world than you and I because they're given the story of the January 6th police officer, Brian Sicknick, was killed with a fire extinguisher blow to the head when he died of like a stroke a couple days later. You know what I mean? He, wasn't even, he didn't even die from anything related to January 6th, but they live in a different world that, you know, President Donald Trump was a Russian puppet and Brian Sicknick was killed with a fire extinguisher and Jesse Smollett was uh, attacked by MAGA country people at four in the morning in 20 below weather with his Subway sandwich and a noose around his neck. And Nick Sandman was, you know, accosting some Native American Indian beating a drum with his MAGA hat on. They live in that world. We don't live in that world. So in this individual <clears throat> receipt show, this is actually from Yahoo!, the white hospital worker accused in viral video of trying to steal a black man's rental bike paid for the bike herself, lawyer says. Hmm, this is getting interesting. That kind of changes the game, doesn't it? A woman accused of trying to take a rental bike from a black man paid for the bike, her lawyer said. The attorney provided city bike receipts to Insider, saying that it proved that the bike was hers to take. The video of the incident drew millions of views online and some condemned her reaction as racist. So now she's on administrative leave because of a story that she should have never been, been subjected to. It should have never been a news story. And then 
she shouldn't have been, uh, you know, attacked in the manner that she was. But that's your news media for you. Criminal all the way. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Listen to this. New York Post, New York City Hospital, Karen paid for city bike at center of viral fight with black man, the lawyer says. He also provided two city bike receipts from May 12th, which were time stamped just minutes apart. The first receipt reviewed by the Post shows the bike being taken out before it was relocked one minute later, which uh, Marino said is the bike seen in the video. The second receipt shows another bike being taken out a minute later from the same docking station and was the bike Marino said his client used to get home after being, quote, heckled and pressured to find a new bike by the group. The hospital employee, who Marino says is a six-month pregnant physician assistant, was placed on leave by New York City Health and Hospitals this week after her uh, heated encounter with the men emerged online and has been viewed tens of millions of times. Unbelievable. As she backed it up from the docking station, a group of five people approached her and claimed the bike was theirs, he said. Quote, one or more individuals in that group physically pushed her and her bike with her on it back into the docking station, causing it to relock, Marino said in a written statement. One of the individuals then covered the bike's QR code, stopping her from paying for it again so she could leave, Marino said. Unbelievable. So... Story changes quite a bit. A six-month pregnant nurse gets off a 12-hour shift. This is from Greg Price. Follow him on Twitter, at Greg Price, uh, at Greg underscore Price 11. Rents a bike to go home. Group of black guys tries to steal it from her. Films her for crying and claims she's racist. And the video goes viral, and she's the one who loses her job. Look at my systemic racism, dog. That's what he posted. But yeah, story changes when you do your due diligence and put in the pertinent details of the overall story. Of course, the writer from NBC and the people sharing it online that were news journalists didn't spend the time looking into the details because they had the outcome they wanted. This is what Rush Limbaugh called the drive-by media. Drive up to a situation shoot it all to hell, burn it all down, go off to the next one, watch people clean up the mess. This person now has to clean up her life. And she's stuck with the ashes and the embers and the bodies on the floor from the story that pushed the narrative. Now, how do we get back at this? We rally together like a community does. Her name is Sarah Comrie, C-O-M-R-I-E. She has a GoFundMe set up. Someone set it up and said, help Sarah Comrie fight being branded a Karen. And so far, it looks like uh, she has a goal of 75000 At the moment of this recording, it's at 57390 That's how we win. Unfortunately, we have to do these things. And this is why GoFundMe, if it was more of a political situation, especially under covid and January 6th, you know, if you were in prison falsely, they would pull those donations down because they're in on the scam. I would have suggested give, send, go. But that's the thing. We raise funds. That's what's happening with the FBI whistleblower right now. This guy basically 
blows the whistle on the FBI corruption. And then you can hear his story here in a second where he talks about how he gets moved to a new location. Then when they move and they sell their house and they pack their stuff up, he gets there. He's placed on administrative leave without pay. So he can't go get another job. They can't finalize a deal on the house. They're homeless. And then what do we do? We turn around, send, set up a give, send, go, and now the guy's got, we're just raising all types of cash for him because that's the way you beat these tyrants. But the problem is, is the media f- flies air cover for the troops on the ground and the business conglomerates that we talked about in the last episode, they end up being a part of the scam. And so they push the agenda. They push the trans agenda. They push, uh, we're going to move our businesses out if you don't let porn be put in kids' schools, which we're going to get to that here in a second. These are the things that we have to worry about, that ESG, environmental, social, and governance scores. Basically, it's like a credit score on progressive leftist behaviors. If you don't protect the environment with your job, If you're in the oil business, you're screwed. But if you're in a business that maybe you have a fleet of vehicles that you use for your business, well, those vehicles better be EVs. They better not be gas guzzlers because you know what? Going to have to knock some points down on your social credit score. I mean, your ESG score, right? Oh, social. ES. Well, what's social? Well, then that's when they get into the whole uh, social justice. You know, we've got to support the trans rights. So Target's going to have all these queer shirts before Pride Month even happens. (laughs) Might play a video of that. Um, And governance. That means you need to be in good graces with the government. You need to make sure that you have an equitable board. You have a black person. You have a trans person. You have a gay person. It's what I talked about with DEI. DEI is a movement, you know, they were able to Take capture of or take captive many of the institutions, CEOs of big corporations, governing bodies, nonprofit organizations. They were able to push their not so secret gay agenda and place these people into positions of power so that when the time is necessary, they can all work together as one giant machine and make everyone think that we're living in a different reality than what we actually live in. Well, DEI was turned into a marketed franchise item so that you as a business owner, you'll subscribe to it because that's what the trend in business is to be a good person and be a good individual that bows to the ESG score. So you'll do that. You'll hire some DEI person and then you'll self-impose your own relinquishing of power to the institutions that have already been capitalized and are already been captured. You'll just let them capture yourself. And then you can be a part of the big machine that pushes the liberal agenda. And that's what they're doing. And colleges have kind of started figuring this out. Some of them have eliminated their DEI boards and their DEI uh, advisors and who are getting paid, you know, 100000 a year to tell everybody they're racist if they don't put this curriculum in that shows uh, kids blowing other kids in their libraries, in the, in the toddler's libraries. And so on the other side of the break, I want to get into the next news story that was gaslit 
It's basically media propaganda. They leave out big details. They just make it look like, oh my gosh, this teacher was just trying to get kids to read. And they called the cops on her. Why? Because she had homosexual or or LGBTQ books. And they're so homophobic and, and bigoted that they called the cops on just, you know, this alternative lifestyle. Yeah. Wait till you see what book she's pushing. We'll get into that on the other side of the break. This is Adrian Slade. Now y'all protesting at libraries? Libraries? Drag queens are reading books voluntarily to kids and their parents who show up voluntarily for a story time. When was the last time you voluntarily read to your kid, Tanya? I realize books with no pictures are scary for some of y'all. But books teach kids to think. They teach them to be creative, learn about history, give them an escape to magical places where they can use their imagination to be anyone they want to be. A pirate, a mermaid, or a man in a dress. And I'm talking about wizards, because if that wizard is hot, I don't care if he's in a dress. I'm going to him. I dare y'all to show up at a Leslie Jones story hour and interrupt me while I'm reading the story, because I'm going to be like the giving tree and give my foot right up your insecure, deflecting asses. So the next time you want to show up to bother a queen at story time, at a show, at the bottomless brunch, or even just on the street living their damn lives, you better check yourself, Tanya. And don't think about what Jesus would do. Think about what Leslie gonna do. Because I'm watching you. Drag isn't dangerous. But Leslie Jones is. That's comedian Leslie Jones from SNL. Um, You know, she has her moments, but really, she comes from the era of SNL where it's like, you don't even laugh. Like, they sit there and make each other laugh. They crack each other up with their stupid antics. But then all the viewers that are watching, we just kind of (laughs) go, oh, that's about as much of a laugh as they garner. Remember back when SNL had Chris Farley it had Kevin Nealon, David Spade, it had Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, Adam Sandler, uh, I mean, Chris Rock, Tim Meadows. I mean, I can go down the list. I mean, it, it had um, a ton of people. Mike Myers, Victoria Jackson. I mean, you can go down the list. That was a great crew. And do you remember when they were talking about how they were going to cancel that? I mean, they were, they were seriously talking about canceling SNL and they had the crew like, like that, that had just a lineup that was beyond belief. And then they came back with a new rebooted lineup with uh, Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, uh, Sherry O'Terry, uh, um, Daryl Hammond. I mean, and even with that lineup, it was better then this crap that they've been pumping out over the last 15 so years, back in the 2000s, it just sucked. Still sucks today. But she wants to push the whole banning of books narrative crap down our throats. Oh, they're protesting outside of libraries. Um, that's all BS, right? That's a part of the second narrative. We talked about the nurse, and uh, you know she's in hiding now. And we know about the person who doxed her. This guy's got a history of doxing people, apparently. Well, here's the next narrative the news media went with. This is from today, NBC Today. 
she offered an LGBTQ-themed book to her middle school t- uh, students. Parents filed a police report. Oh, the bigotry! The homophobia! The transphobia! These guys are just straight-up bigots. She hands them out just literature to help them accept LGBTQ people, just trying to provide inclusivity and, and, and tolerance and they filed a police report against her. This is by Danielle Kamanpour. I wonder if she's related to, uh, what's her name, Amanpour. <laughs> Sarah Bonner has been an Illinois middle school teacher for 20 years, and she's always tried to offer her students a diverse collection of books. This year, a parent called the police over her book choice. Oh my gosh, I can't believe these parents. It started Monday, March 13th, 2023, when she held what she calls a book tasting for students. See, this chick is probably friggin' Franzia Boxwine Karen, who's out with her friends going to the, the drag show on Sunday morning, the drag brunch, which, you know what? That's fine. You do you. But don't bring those drag queens and let them twerk in front of my 10-year-old. Quote, I wanted to give them a smattering of fiction and nonfiction to choose from on a day that we were called Reading Monday. Bonner, 42, tells Today.com. We just read and celebrated books. One of those books was Juno Dawson's This Book is Gay. It's a best-selling nonfiction book that's billed by its publisher as an entertaining and informative instruction manual. For anyone coming out as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or trans. Well, you know, we don't really need to have that pushed on my kids. Quote, by Wednesday, I received notice that parents had gotten a hold of pictures from that book that their child had taken in class, Bonner says. By Friday, I was told that parents had filed a police report against me for child endangerment. Today.com reached out to the local chief of police who confirmed that the report was true, but declined to comment further. Quote, the notion that I was putting children in danger because of books, I didn't feel safe, Bonner says. You probably shouldn't feel safe when you're putting this filth in front of my daggone kids. I would go down there and rip you a new a-hole. Quote, I knew I couldn't go back. Over the years, Bonner has watched her students graduate and go to college. Only on return a year later, She says, quote, they had a tough time acclimating to bigger, more diverse spaces. I wanted to do something to support them, Bonner, who has a 10-year-old son. Bet he's trans. After listening to her students' questions and interest, Bonner structured a curriculum that she says included a diversity, a diverse library of text, including books centering black, indigenous, LGBTQ, uh, TQ characters and themes. Hmm. Got a very ESG diversity, equity, inclusion center there, don't you? Quote, I've been fortunate up until now to be supported by the communities that I've taught. Bonner says the signs of a potential issue started at the beginning of the school year. And this highlighted cult- the culture war, or this heightened culture war that's continuing to build nationwide. More than 1,600 books were banned during the 2021-2022 school year, according to a report from PEN America, a nonprofit group that advocates for free expression of literature. We ought to look up PEN America, find out who donates to them, 
who they're affiliated with, who's on the board. More than half of the books banned or challenged had LGBTQ themes. It's not necessarily about what happened to me, Bonner adds. It's about how things have really changed for the students. According to a 2020 National Literary Trust research paper, most kids 9 to 18 say it's important to read books from a range of backgrounds. Yeah, well, that range can go from, you know, Huck Finn to 1984, which they should be reading right now. Maybe some Animal Farm thrown in there. But you know what? They don't need to be reading about putting on strap-ons and ball gags. Nearly half said that they really like to read stories with characters. Those in favor of banning books in school often argue they're protecting children from inappropriate content. So let's talk about this inappropriate conduct. Because this chick was pushing it in front of everybody, basically. And what's interesting is I think she's on administrative leave right now, um, which rightfully so given what she's pumping out, what she's trying to push. But that's the thing is we have to sit there and be very diligent with what we see coming down the pike because these people, what they're pushing, they are trying to pass as benign, innocent. You know, just like the the article said, she's just pushing out books that preach tolerance and different lifestyles, and they called the police on her. Oh, my gosh. Well, (laughs) Chad Felix Green, a reporter, he kind of delved into it, and he's got some photos to go along with this. He said, the book includes illustrations about all the parts of the body that, quote, feel good when touched, explicit descriptors, and instructions on multiple sex acts, discussions on sex parties and bathhouses, quote, how to argue with Christians, piss play in the vocabulary section, And he goes on to say, why is it so ridiculously complicated for the LGBTQ activists to understand that 10-year-olds do not need detailed guidelines on how to properly insert sex toys into their behinds or all the fetishes adult gay men enjoy? Every single time they whine about LGBTQ erasure, it's this that comes out. And he's not lying. I mean, some of the stuff that I've seen from the actual text, it's disgusting. I mean, they... Blowies. Oral sex is popping another dude's peen in your mouth or indeed popping yours. I don't even want to go into the rest of this. This is a book that bumming. I mean, I don't even want to go into this. This is ridiculous. This is what's in the daggone library that she's handing out. I mean, if I saw this, if I saw um, roles, this is where dude to dude pairings can get tricky at the end of the day. If you want to have anal sex, one of you is going to have to go top. And the other one, I don't even want to finish this. This is, I can't even finish this. But that's, that's yeah, police report's going to get called on that one. These people are vile, evil, depraved individuals. And they want to cause a war against Christianity. Listen to this. I think she's female, but is trying to be male. And she's talking about book banning and all this and that. And she actually, she kind of looks like the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, she looks like, or actually, uh, what's his name from Guardians of the Galaxy that was also on Walking Dead? Um, 
Daryl's brother in the very first season. I, I don't know. She, but she definitely is pushing for a hot war against Christianity. Just listen to this chick or thing or whatever. We both know that this isn't a sincere question. I've seen all your other comments, but I'm going to answer it anyway. I do. I have two children. I'm an 11 year old and a 17 year old and they grew up with two trans parents. Yeah. They grew up with drag queens their whole life. They are loving, compassionate, empathetic, open-minded, and smart kids. And you know where they're not allowed to go? To church or to any other place where there are straight men in positions of power that could potentially abuse them. That's where they're not allowed to go. See, my kids are Gen Z and Gen Alpha, and they're going to dismantle the bigoted patriarchy that you participate in brick by brick. And I'm going to be their biggest cheerleader. Buckle up, buttercup. They always hate Christianity. And that's because we condemn these things. I mean, it's in the Bible. Go to Romans 1. If you have people that say, well, you know, they don't really talk about that in the Bible. Oh, yes, they do. Romans 1. Read it. But back to Chad Felix Green. Back to the brave and courageous middle school teacher who was put on leave. In my report, my first instinct was the kids, Bonner says, adding that many of her current and former students spoke during the board meeting to say that their classroom was a safe place. Amazon lists the book between ages 14 and 17. I don't think 17-year-olds need to learn about eating poop and going to bathhouses in school either. But why a middle school teacher would need to find any of this appropriate is beyond me. They simply cannot restrain their sexual fetishes towards kids. It's amazing. And then they put out news stories where Illinois passes bill to defund libraries that keep sexually explicit books away from children. Good. That's what we want. But that's the gaslighting. Again, the gaslighting is they're banning books. They're protesting outside of libraries. The teachers don't feel safe. Um, You're pushing this depravity and this disgusting garbage in middle school and toddlers' libraries. You're groomers. And yeah, you should be fired from that position. We don't need to know about what you did over the weekend with your other half who is of the same sex as you or is trying to pretend to be a cosplaying member of the opposite sex. We don't need to know all that. My kids don't. You know what? I was shocked when I would see my teacher out at the grocery store because I didn't think they had a life outside of teaching. And when they taught, I only knew their name. I didn't know who the heck their other half was unless it was my English teacher who the other half was the actual school principal. This is ridiculous. It's a false premise. And again, it's gaslighting and it's media narrative for pushing an agenda. Leave out the pertinent details and then hit you with the agenda and try to vilify those who know the details as being bigoted and being intolerant. And then you get Leslie Jones up there talking about banging wizards and how she's mad at you for protesting the libraries. But and see, that's where the gaslighting comes in. Take the narrative, get some famous politicians or politicians behind it, get some famous entertainers behind it, comedians, Hollywood stars, gather together. Like, didn't uh, was it uh, what's her name that played the butch chick in that uh, uh, where she murders that person? I can't remember the chick's name. I don't even, it's irrelevant to me. She's irrelevant. 
but she ends up saying the same thing because they're pushing against your values for other nefarious reasons. So that is our lesson in gaslighting and media manipulation for today. You guys have a great Memorial Day weekend. I'm Adrian Slade. I'll be back after the Memorial Day weekend, and you guys enjoy it. Um, remember uh, those that died for our freedoms, for our freedoms to protest up against communists who pushed this violent filth into our kids' libraries. The fact that we can run for school board elections without the threat of violence, although the FBI seems to want to <laughs> get in the way of that. So remember those that died for our freedoms this Memorial Day weekend. And uh, you can check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, tune in. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Adrian Slade Show. I'm also on Getter at Adrian Slade, or no, it might be at Rants Out Loud. Um, Gab also on Truth Social and Clout Hub. And we'll see you guys next time.